Hello and welcome to the Number 10 Podcast, where we talk about the biggest moments in Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer. I'm your host, Logan Aiken. On this episode, we will once again be talking about the MLS's Back Tournament. Before we get to MLS's Back, a quick update from the NWSL Challenge Cup. Three of the four matches since our Group C breakdown ended in draws. The Utah Royals scored late to draw the Houston Dash 3-3. The OL Reign and Sky Blue FC battled to a scoreless draw on the late match on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the Portland Thorns and the Chicago Red Stars also had a scoreless draw. The one victory came from the North Carolina Courage, who defeated the Washington Spirit off a brace from Lynn Williams. The Courage now lead the tournament with six total points, followed by the Spirit with three. The remaining six teams are all tied with one point, but Sky Blue FC, OL Reign, the Utah Royals, and the Houston Dash have a game in hand. The next set of matches is July 4th at 1230, with Utah facing Sky Blue and OL Reign facing Houston at 10 p.m. As for the MLS, the tournament is set to start July 8th in Orlando, Florida, with the Group A doubleheader of Orlando City SC versus Inter-Miami and Nashville SC versus the Chicago Fire. Each club has been placed into six groups. After the group stage, the top half from each group, along with the three teams with the next best point total, will advance to the knockout rounds. The winner of the MLS's back tournament will receive a $1.1 million prize along with the CONCACAF Champions League berth in 2021. Since our last episode, it's been announced that a total of nine players from FC Dallas's roster and one player from Columbus Crew SC's roster have tested positive for the coronavirus. All these players have been put in isolation and both teams have halted training until further testing can be done on their players and staff. This is particularly of concern for Dallas. Before arriving in Orlando, they additionally had three other positive tests earlier in June. The club did not announce whether or not these players traveled with the team into the bubble. With nine players testing positive in the past week just in Orlando, the club's numbers have dropped into the teens. If any more players do test positive, the club will seriously have to consider whether it is safe for the club to compete in the MLS's back tournament at all due to the lack of subs and potentially spreading the virus to their team and to other teams. As of now, the MLS is still planning on the club competing in the tournament. As for Columbus, only one player has tested positive so far, but was at training and team meals earlier in the week, potentially spreading the virus to other players and staff members of the club. Prior to arriving in Orlando, Columbus had not had a positive test. As for other clubs around the league, some are delaying travel due to positive tests in their travel party, such as Vancouver, Nashville, and the New York Red Bulls. Additionally, Toronto FC delayed their travel into the bubble, claiming they wanted to train in the controlled environment of Toronto longer. Dallas is set to start the tournament against Vancouver on July 9th. Columbus has a little more time as they face FC Cincinnati in their opening match on July 11th. For the remainder of this episode, we will be looking at Group D, which has Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, the Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United. This is interesting as all three Western Conference teams that receive the six available points from the first two games of the regular season ended up in this group. The seeded position for Group D belongs to Real Salt Lake. They were given this position because they finished the 2019 regular season in third place of the Western Conference, earning 53 points. In the offseason, Salt Lake lost longtime starting goalkeeper Nick Ramondo 
to retirement. Ramondo recorded 10 shutouts in his final season. Additionally, the club lost forward Jefferson Savarino to Brazil's Atletico Minaro in a $2 million transfer. Last season, Savarino scored nine goals for RSL, second only to Albert Rusnak. In their first two matches of 2020, Salt Lake earned two points. First, they earned a scoreless draw away at Orlando City SC. They then came back in stoppage time to draw the New York Red Bulls. As for the MLS's back tournament, it'll be an opportunity for the club to take home some hardware, something they have not done since 2009. Additionally, it'll be a chance for their new starting goalkeeper, Zach McMath, to get comfortable with his new club. Or Salt Lake could bring in their young homegrown keeper, David Ochoa. But for that to happen, RSL will have to get by rivals Sporting Kansas City and the Colorado Rapids to exit the group stage. They start out their campaign against the Colorado Rapids at 10.30 p.m. on July 12th. The next team that was drawn into Group D is Sporting Kansas City. When we talked about FC Dallas in our Group B breakdown, we emphasized that that team was full of youth. Sporting Kansas City is quite the opposite. They are a team of experience. Their coach, Peter Vermees, has been with the club since 2009, the longest for any current Major League Soccer head coach. The club additionally has seven players on their roster that are at least 30 years old. This experience could be a good thing. Players like Matt Beasler and Graham Zuzzi have been with SKC since 2009. They know what Vermees wants from them and have proved that they can execute. Additionally, they can help the group of younger players on the roster learn what their roles are for the team. But experience also means age, which can lead to injuries. Last season, Kansas City's roster was stricken with injuries, which led to them not making the playoffs for the first time since 2010. If SKC wants to succeed in this tournament, where the weather in Orlando will add a challenge and the schedule is tight between games, they need to find a way to keep their old team healthy. So far in 2020, Sporting KC has earned a perfect record. In their opening match, they defeated the Vancouver Whitecaps 3-1 and then went on to defeat the Houston Dynamo 4-0. The squad was led by new signing Alan Polito, who has already earned two goals and assists in the 2020 season. He will need to continue that in the 2020 if the club wants to find successes. The third team that has been drawn into Group D is the Colorado Rapids. In 2019, the Rapids struggled falling below the playoffs line for the third straight year after they failed to win a match until the 13th week of the regular season. The start of this season has been quite different. After two 2-1 victories over DC United in Orlando City, the Rapids have earned a perfect record for 2020. In these matches, the Rapids have earned goals from a wide variety of players, including Drew Moore, Danish Eunice Namli, young American Jonathan Lewis, and veteran Kai Kamara. Having multiple players who can score goals could prove to be useful in Orlando. Teams won't be able to focus on shutting down one player on the roster to keep the Rapids from scoring because there's another player who can do it too. Additionally, having an adaptable player like Kamara on your roster could help set Colorado apart. Since joining the league in 2006, Kamara has played for seven different clubs within the MLS and scored over 100 goals. This shows that no matter what environment that Kamara is in, he can find a way to score goals. If Colorado want to make it far in the MLS's back tournament, he's going to have to figure out how to do that in a weird tournament environment. The final team in Group D is Minnesota United. Last season was one of the best for Minnesota. They were runners-up in the U.S. Open Cup. They qualified for the playoffs for the first time in their history. They even had two players on the MLS Best 11 in Defender of the Year, Ike Kopara, 
and goalkeeper of the year, Vito Minone. And things were continuing to go well into 2020. They started off the regular season with a perfect record, beating the Portland Timbers and the San Jose Earthquakes. The question for the Loons is whether they'll be able to continue that performance in the Orlando bubble. If they are able to do so in the group stage, they will start to pull away from the other teams in the Western Conference standings. But Minnesota will have to do it without Minone or Opara. Minone was only on loan from Reading to the Loons for last season. He is now on loan for a club in the Danish Super League. Opara announced on July 2nd that he will not be competing in the MLS's back tournament due to injury and will be rehabbing from home. While the Loons have had time to find a new starting goalkeeper in Tyler Miller, formerly of LAFC, there are still questions on who will replace Opara in the back line. The leading prospect is Jose Aja, who was traded to Minnesota at the beginning of the season from Vancouver. He is yet to make an appearance for the Loons. Minnesota United open up play on July 12th against Sporting Kansas City at 10.30 p.m. On our next episode, we'll be looking at Group E, which has Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, the New York Red Bulls, and Columbus Crusy. Thank you for listening to the Number 10 Podcast. I am your host, Logan Aiken. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review.